Here with the latest on blood, sex, and hot vampires are Susan and Kelly. So welcome to True Blood in 10. Today, it's episode 7 of the final season, entitled, Maybe the Last Time. I'm Susan. And I'm Kelly. And we will quickly get through this ep- this episode and to uh, some more interesting topics. Yeah, so <laughs> That's sad but true, yeah. It is. Let's, let's keep this sec- segment of True Blood in 10 actually to 10 minutes or less oh, and nice. uh, move on to some other stuff. Yeah. So there was lots of crying. And I, yeah. you know, I didn't think there was any crying in Vampire Land. No, but, you know, I guess Andy needed his moment. He did. And Jessica and her blood tears. And... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jessica finally felt something about Adeline. Yeah. And was it not still daytime when she got that feeling and darted out of the house? I guess not, because next thing you knew, everyone was waking up. Yeah, and, and Violet was up, so I'm, I'm guessing okay. it was true. So. And uh, how about her guest room, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was great. It's like Fifty Shades of Violet, and I'm making that up because oh, I just yeah. saw the trailer over Excellent. the weekend for Fifty Shades of Grey, which oh, I... you poor okay. thing. So, I, I know. see the trailer. Yeah. Ugh. It was bad enough. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so um, on Twitter, we had a comment about Violet's guest room. Uh, so, yes, Esoteric Candy, our favorite tweeter, Scott. So, Violet had a Cersei like past. Big surprise. So, there's our first Game of Thrones reference. Everybody take a drink. All right. <laughs> 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 well, on on Facebook, Scott added, is it just me or is it actually getting worse? This episode was the epitome of treading water, which is an unconscionable sin during the last season of any series. So yeah. I'll make the Breaking Bad reference then. Yes, all of this would have been resolved in the first two episodes. No tread. The only treading was to tread lightly. Ha <laughs> ha. Ah, oh my gosh, that that hurt a little. I know, and that's why I'm laughing so sincerely. Whoever said Kelly didn't like comedy was lying. Look at her. Look at her laughing. She can't I like, stop. I like my own comedy, not other fucking people's. Oh, okay. <laughs> Selfish That's not comedy. True. After I made that whole big list of comedies I, I like. <coughs> oh, Lord. I, that could have made me laugh more if I had planned it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Does that conclude True Blood for tonight? No, I guess not. Eh. Uh, so, okay. So what about that annoying, there was like a very brief glimpse of Letty May and Lafayette digging yeah. in someone's yard. They're digging up the yard. So it's like, oh, look, they found that they, they went to the house and they've started digging. And But see, I had forgotten what they were digging for. I don't know. I, okay, so did they mention it in the past episode? No. Uh-uh. Uh, they're just looking for something. They'll know it when they see it. Oh, God. And whose house is that? That was... Um, where Letty May and Tara lived, okay, like years and years ago. Okay, when she was a bad mom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> was. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, how about Eric and Pam? 
Uh, they've gone into business with Gus Jr. They're looking for uh, Numi. Well, what's her name? Numi. <laughs> Sarah. Numi Sarah. Yep. And Numi Sarah's having flashbacks and visions and. Well, because she's the uh, Messiah. Right. Of mm. course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. I mean, I understand Eric killing Amber, Sarah's sister, because mm-hmm. she wasn't saying anything. Though I still think that they should have drunk her blood yeah that's what i was thinking too it's like eric you stupid idiot you could have used her blood and you know i mean at least have a few drops and see if that helps you know yeah yeah i I would think so yeah um okay hoyt and his new girlfriend are back yeah yeah i think jason's involvement with her is going to bring back hoyt's memory Ah, uh, that's a, actually a good prediction. Um, and since she's a microbiologist, she may be helping uh, synthesize the cure. Oh, true. That could be. Yeah, it was, um, I don't know, a little bit annoying. And I had forgotten or didn't realize that, like, Arlene didn't know that Hoyt had been oh, hammered. Right. They yeah. you know, chose to be glamoured. Uh-huh. So that was sort of awkward. Yeah. And, uh, how about Arlene with uh, that vampire? Yeah. It's like, oh, safe sex. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just dance. Yeah. <laughs> so that was nice of him, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Bored. Well, hey, when, when the cure shows up, then they can have their moment. Mm-hmm. All right, so I I was kind of happy to see Rutger Hauer, Niall, come back. Except he's a dick. Yeah, he was a dick, and it just didn't do much. So yeah. Well, they're they're kind of bringing everybody back, and uh, you know, Doctor Ludwig, I loved her. Yes, uh, hadn't seen her since I think season two. Yeah. Oh wow, had it been that long? I think so. I think so. Wow, and. I, I don't know. I just had a, a I like her, you know, it's like, I like the character, but you know, her acting wasn't that great, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, it, again, another anticlimactic moment concerning fairy world. She left or she got the fuck out of there, whatever she said, when she heard that Sookie is part of Niall's lineage. Right. And so then Niall shows up and, you know, we've never known him to be anything other than this, I don't know, he's not befuddled. What is he? He seems totally innocuous, mm-hmm. you know, if not outright ineffective, scary <laughs> <laughs> guy. And so why is she so scared of him? Yes, because of the, the, the history of fairies and dwarves. Who knows? It's so. uh, uh, just still lame, you yeah. know? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, and, and then, then Bill and Sookie are having yeah. sex. So, yeah, does does that count as my, well, probably not. It doesn't count for my, my prediction that they'll end up together because it's not the end. But this may be the last time. Huh, right? The title. So, ah. and that yeah. is kind of ending together. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They got back together at least. Yeah. Even even just for one night or yeah. (laughs) And she ran across the cemetery 
in, in that nightgown. little, yeah. Yes, which we, we saw a lot during the first couple of seasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And so. then it kind of made more sense to me. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, it's not that it didn't make sense. It's just like, oh, please. And for her to show up and say, she's going to stay with him until the end. You know, to me, that sounded more like, I'm here for you while you die. Yeah. And instead, it's like, I'm really here to have sex. And that's fine. But then, I don't know, the, the words didn't seem to go along perfectly with what she was doing and wearing. You know, having sex with him is being there for him, right? Yeah, that's fine. I didn't have a problem with them having sex, and they're both infected, so it works out. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's like that scene in Dallas Buyers Club. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That that was more entertaining and really Mm -hmm. sadly funny. And with the the microbiology of this one, you know, we know that they have the same strain since he caught it from her. Yeah. So so it's perfectly safe. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think we're done. All right. What was that, like eight, nine minutes? Cool. Yeah. That's enough. (laughs) So leftovers. I liked this episode. So did I. So did I. Had another focused on one character. Yeah. The the siblings, Matt and Nora, each get their own episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Yeah, this was this was really cool. I I liked the the loved ones commercial. It was kind of half a pharmaceutical commercial and you know. (laughs) True. Yeah. Well, and I loved like at at the party up in the room, they're all um, cheering her on, calling her guest. Yes. Um, you know, I, I had no idea what it was going to be about, re- knowing that that was the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really great. And, and ha- you know, having the focus on Nora, but still having a few other people that we know be in it. Um, yeah, yeah. I liked that too. And, and I was really moved by her talking about her pain and it, it got to the point where I was feeling it for her, watching her fill the shelves in the fridge with that new right. food, mm-hmm. even though she had un, like she threw away the old milk that she'd never opened right. and all that. I guess, yeah, she kept all of that just in case they came back. Yeah. And, and it's been, have, what, three and a half years? Yeah. So I guess she would get the same groceries every so often. And- yeah. That was just really sad. It is, yeah. And then at the end, to see her entire demeanor and aura change, that was some good acting. You know, she looked like you could see the normalcy and even, you know, a level of happiness Mm -hmm. in her eyes Mm -hmm. that had not been there for a single moment. Yeah, so she's not going to be calling anybody to shoot her in the chest. Yeah. That was bizarre. That was really bizarre. Um, well, and we we see how Wayne makes his money now, too. Oh, yeah. Thousand dollar hugs. Yeah. That was so, amazing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, shoot, if it takes everything away and yet you can still remember them. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It is. It is. Um, yeah, I thought there was something, some look on his face, so he really does 
it seems like he really does take something or mm -hmm. out of them, you know. Yeah, and and so then you wonder how much of it does he take on himself? You know, is it like? Mm -hmm. Did you ever read the book, The Giver? No. It's, okay, it's going to be it, the movie's coming okay, out. Okay, that's what I thought. That's it my was question. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, the giver actually, whole, he he is like the receptacle of all emotions oh, okay. and all memories mm -hmm. for these people. Memories. Mm-hmm. Of, of past times and if I'm remembering correctly, but, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and it's giving cause he's like giving to the next one to take over from him, mm -hmm. but it really does feel more like taking or, you know, again, receptacles or receiving. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that's sort of made me think of that while seeing that scene last night. Yeah. Could be a really big burden for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, young Asian girls. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, I guess we'll need to see her again at some point because she's pregnant. and Right, right. Yeah, she'll show up again. Going to be that next generation hugger. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> so so do you think uh, Nora and uh, and the sheriff will ever go to Miami? Oh, I kind of hope so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they they need to have a little fun like that. They do. And I think she's ready now, now that she's had her burden lifted. Yeah, but he's not yet. Well, even though he did go in there to get the divorce, that right. was good. Right. But, yes. you know, his daughter, who's a teenager and going to sex parties, you know, he, he used her as an, as a, an excuse not to go to Miami. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Kind of liked Nora's response. Fuck your daughter, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They could, they could. He could go to Miami with her, and uh, they could go to a sex party since you yeah. know everybody's having them, not just the kids. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, everyone. Hmm. So yeah, it was um really interesting episode. I thought just to have that deeper view of what she's experiencing, what other people who have you know, family members of a departed mm -hmm. um, must be experiencing and, and how they're treated by right. other people too. Right. And, and people in that industry. Yeah. Ugh, departed that's... industry. I... Yeah. yeah. Okay. That sounds yucky though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But so, but you're right. It did turn into an industry. Yeah. Right. So, also, sorry. Uh, the, the the makers of real dolls. Oh the, yeah. They're God. they're the ones behind the uh, the loved ones. Mm. <laughs> They've there you go. Doubled and tripled and quadrupled their prices. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So what else are you watching? Um, I just a little earlier started the fourth season of The Killing on Netflix. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, given up on it at the end of every season. <laughs> um, but it, I don't have to go week to week because, boom, it's Netflix, so it's just there. Yeah. yeah. And I am curious how... Holder and uh, Lyndon are going to get out of the situation that, well, Lyndon 
found herself in at the end of last season, season three. Um, I guess I feel like I shouldn't really give away any spoilers because I don't think as many people have seen this. Yeah, I know. I, I haven't. Oh, okay. But I'm, you know, I'm not planning to, but. Oh, okay. okay. Well. But other listeners might be planning to. Yeah. To watch yeah. It. So I don't, I don't want to yeah. spoil. Um, and I, I really like them though the two main characters um i like their acting i and, and i just like them i mm-hmm. like the characters at i like the actors and the characters um which is kind of surprising just because the end of season 1 was so disappointing i mean just the last 30 seconds it just blew everything oh Jeez. Yeah, from that whole season, which is why I say, you know, I'd sort of given up on it at the end of every season. Mm-hmm. But but you keep watching anyway. Yeah, and it's not hate watching. It's because I do like the characters and I do want to find out what's what's going to happen. Okay, okay. And I think that there was such an uprising or such a revolt <laughs> at, at the end of the first season that the the... the makers of the show have learned that they can't screw with us like they did then. Mm-hmm. Like they told us who the killer was. We finally found out. And then in the last few seconds, we found out that we were wrong oh. or that they were. Yeah. And it was all done in a way that you really couldn't guess at who it was <clears throat> for a while. You could, but then it was finally the end of season two that you find out what really happened. Okay. And it was absolutely nothing that you could have guessed at or figured out on your own. So, well, so far then in this season, does it seem like they're doing something like that again? Something, you know, that you're not going to see it coming? Or does it seem like you can put... I I actually don't know yet what this season is going to be like because... Or what, what the focus is. I actually didn't read anything about it. I just, uh, there was a cliffhanger at the end of season three. We found out something huge about a killer. um, And one of the two main characters did something that put them in a massive um, bind. Okay. And so that's what, uh, you know, then the show was canceled. Yeah. And Netflix picked it up. So I just want to see how that character gets out of the situation if they're able to at all. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, okay. that's the main thing. So I don't know if they're bringing in a new killer or, you know, new series of murders to solve. Um, I would sort of expect so, mm-hmm. but I think that most of it probably will be tying up stuff from not tying up, but like concluding from last season. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's my guess, but I don't know. I could mm-hmm. be totally wrong. Cool. Yeah. Well, I've also I watched the season finale of Halt and Catch Fire. How was that? It was it was really good. It cool. was there were there were some things that happened that I wondered what, why. Yeah. So you're you're gonna have to watch it, and we can discuss it. I <laughs> so. am. I, I yeah. I saw that at least. It, so since it's on AMC, it's probably not on demand. Uh. Or at least not all. I'll look and see, but I'm betting not all of the episodes are available on demand. That's been my experience with other AMC shows. Okay. Well, it might be down. on their website then. Oh, AMC. true. I'll look there. Yeah. And well, then also it said Amazon Prime. Um, okay. 
I'm not sure if that's free or um, no, it didn't say Prime. It just said Amazon streaming video. So I don't know if it's free oh, with okay. Prime or you pay for it. But I actually, whatever, yeah, it, the TV was on that channel when I turned the TV on last night. Mm-hmm. So I actually saw like a full minute of it because Lee Pace was right there and talking. And Okay, so you kept watching, yeah. No, but only from it. I have no idea what was going on. I don't remember a single thing except there was Lee Pace. Okay. Um, okay. Then my husband walked through the room and I said, that's Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yes, I will have to go watch it. Cool. And also what um, on Hulu, um, The Awesomes, that looks interesting. It's an animated series. Oh. Um, about superheroes and supervillains and Seth Meyers is one of the uh, people involved with this so yeah it looks looks like fun but Uh, the Incredibles saw tonight oh (laughs) related yeah and also uh, speaking of superheroes uh, we both saw Guardians of the Galaxy over the weekend yes and I really enjoyed it me too. And totally eating my words from what I had said in the summer movies um, podcast that I was leaning against seeing it because the trailers made it look like a pure comedy. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Oh my God. I want to go see it again. Really? Yes. That's, I enjoyed that's it that cool. much. Yeah. I had that much fun and laughed. Mm-hmm. In parts, but I loved that it wasn't comedy, you know, it, it was comedic, it was smart. Oh, here's what I, what I mostly laughed at. One of my <laughs> favorite lines was, nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. Yes. <laughs> Drax, who took everything so literally. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was commenting afterwards to, to my husband, he actually... It was his idea to go see it, um, which was stunning because he doesn't normally like that kind of movie, but he also loved it. Yeah. (laughs) He likes arty films. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I was saying that if I knew Drax in real life, I would be really frustrated trying to talk to someone who takes everything (laughs) so literally because I speak in metaphors. But um, it was it was nice to sit back at that distance to laugh at that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's funny? Okay, I I took one of those quizzes, and which Guardian of the Galaxy are you? And uh-huh. I, I'm Drax. Aww. <laughs> so <laughs> that's interesting, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. But, I really I really like I liked all of them. Uh huh. But um, but I did really like him. And so here's who he reminded me of, though. Mm-hmm. God of War, Kratos, mm-hmm. video game. Oh, okay. That's so why I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, so Chris will get that, but he won't listen to this. So, <laughs> well, we'll have to tell him to listen. <laughs> well, or we can just tell him what we think about, it, or ask well, him. Okay. You know, did Drax remind you of a video game character? It, it's just like Kratos has these red, um, probably tattoos, but mm-hmm. it kind of look like paint on him. Um, I loved, it must've been like scarification on Drax. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. God, it was just, it was just really cool looking. I thought, Mm -hmm. um, 
And then Drax's way. Can we just tell his backstory a tiny bit? Can I say one sentence about his backstory? Or or is that going to be spoilery? It, it, some people might think it's spoilery, so yeah, okay, we'll save so it. He has, he has a backstory, a situation that's almost identical to Kratos's as well. But okay, not, well, there you go. <laughs> not identical, so don't take that to be anything that he did something. But close. For those of you who have played God of War and are now thinking I'm saying something like that, I'm not. It's just something. So anyway, situation and look both reminded me of Kratos. Mm-hmm. Only Kratos is not a nice guy, but I do understand him. Yeah. And, uh, Drax seemed like, a, you know, he became a, mm-hmm. a nice guy. And everybody, you know, remember, it's a Marvel movie, so stay through the credits to watch that final scene. Yes. That's not spoilery. <laughs> Everyone in our theater did. Oh, Nobody yeah. even made a move to get up. There, there were some people who left. Wow. Uh, um, and may I also rant about um, people bringing children of inappropriate age to a film? Yeah. Oh gosh. Babies or toddler? How old? <laughs> there were, there were, there was a couple in front of me. Um, they, uh, they walked in like a few minutes after the previews had started. You know, I had a great seat. You know. And then this always happens. Um, <laughs> so they had like um, four four kids, some of them pretty young. And then they were each, you know, both the mom and dad were both carrying infants. <gasps> so these oh. were like weeks old. They were tiny, tiny, maybe like two weeks old infants. Oh, my goodness. But, that's so loud. Yeah. But actually, they, the the babies were pretty quiet and you know mom left a couple times and so i mean they were they were being considerate so well that's good and i do remember so the first movie i took owen to he's now eight um was lady in the water and he was only a couple weeks old then Mm -hmm. and and he slept the whole time and i did not take him in for the um, previews because the previews are at a higher volume than the Uh, film is yeah and um, I had been told that by someone like who worked at the theater, and you know, so I waited to go in, and um, he just nursed and went to sleep. I think the and then he didn't go to another one for a long time. Um, first one I took my oldest one to was Stargate, mm-hmm. which was a bit noisy for her, but she also slept, and I had a blanket over her ears. And, um, I mean, she didn't make a peep the whole time. I, again, okay. nursed her. She fell asleep. And, yeah. Yeah, I guess. So, but I had no other kids with me in either of those cases. Well, Lady in the Water, my kids were 10 and 12. Okay. So that's yeah. different. Yeah. You know, no little kids. I wasn't yeah. going to have to get up and, you know, go manage a toddler or something. Right. So, anyway. Yeah. That is young. So we did take Owen to Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. And I... I was hesitant because it's PG-13. He has seen Lord of the Rings, Hobbits, Harry Potters, the other, um, both Thors, Avengers, Man of Steel. Yeah, I was trying to think Mm -hmm. what else. Um, First Captain America, not part two. And none of those in the movie theater, though. All of them at home. Okay. So there's a difference. You know, I can mute it. I can turn the volume down. Right. Um, 
whatever. And this is my husband had this idea. I want to go to a movie tonight. Let's go as a family. Let's go to this. Okay. And, um, but it, he did great. There was like one scene early on with Ronan. It was like Mm -hmm. the first time we meet Ronan and a big hammer type thing. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't show anything, but you know, Owen turned away and closed his eyes. Yeah. Um, and then otherwise I think it was fine. Well, there were there were a couple of little kids also, uh, not with that family, but with other families. And um, in that, I, I think there, this kid must have been like maybe four years old or four mm. or five something and was asking questions in the beginning, the opening scene. Uh, and, you know, that, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like that's not really <laughs> something you can stop and explain what's no. happening. And why and <laughs> all of that. Yeah. So, and and yet, if you're watching it at home, then you could. Right. Right. So. That would have been definitely something more appropriate for watching at home, so you can stop and explain. Yeah. What's happening to her? So. Yeah. My son did ask me, but all he he leaned over and he said, you know, why or you know, is she dying? I said yes. He always asks, you know, is anyone going to die? Who's going to die? Is this person going to die? <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but of course that comes from Disney movies too, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. not just all the stuff I've shown him. Um, yeah. It's kid appropriate stuff too. And then he said, you know, why is she dying? And I said, it looks like cancer. I said, yeah. because it looks like she's gone through chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And then he was fine with it. So. Mm-hmm. Four does feel a bit young for that. Oh yeah. my god! Because <laughs> I'm like, uh, he probably doesn't know. I mean, you could tell him that, but he might not know. Then he's going to ask more questions, and uh. and maybe it had never even occurred to him that oh, when Bambi's mom dies, spoiler, uh, oh, gosh. that's just not like he might not actually make the connection that that means my mom could die. Uh, yeah. When you see it in animal, you know, in animated animals, mm-hmm. it's easier to keep it separate. Yeah. But when you yeah. see it happening to a human in in a film or TV show, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, it's not just like deer, it's or lions, you know, it's yeah. people. <laughs> lions. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you know, Lion Kings. Yeah, I think everybody knows. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Let's spoil old movies. <laughs> Goodness. So, so basically, it's highly recommended. Guardians of the Galaxy, highly recommended by both of us. I, yeah. you know, I'd love to go see it again too. So maybe yeah. I'll go see it again in the middle of a weekday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our theater was totally packed. Yeah. We we had to sit too close to the front, but oh, okay. it was all right. Still, yeah, it, it still uh, beyond enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it, and, and it, it beyond highly recommended. It's like go see it if you want. If you listen to our podcast, or you're on our page. Go see the damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any other requirements, do we? Well, yes, we do. Uh, is- go see Boyhood. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't fall into the normal geeky, you know, category, but... Oh, well, sure. Yeah. It's an independent film and... Okay, that's yeah. true. True. Richard Linklater. Mm-hmm. Love. Yeah, it was good. Did not feel like two hours and 45 minutes. No, not at all. 
It, 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 it felt like 12 years. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> 12 years a kid. Right. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Linkletter thought about that and kind of wished it had been a year longer or less or no, whatever. You could... <laughs> Never know, just because of the timing. But oh well. Yeah. Yeah, he started first, so come on. This is true. (laughs) But Solomon's experience actually, you know, happened way before. But I know that's true. Oh yeah, Solomon had dibs (laughs) (laughs) on the twelve years. Well, on the twelve years off, so he couldn't. He couldn't call the uh, link later. Couldn't call the film Twelve Years a Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God you're black, because otherwise. Oh no! <laughs> Kelly had to play the race card. Make a note of it. That was Kelly. Oh. <laughs> so yes, boyhood. Yes. Really, really. Let's good. be serious now. Yep. I, I of, of course I've already forgotten the kid's name, the actor. Oh. Do you remember? Lr. Lr. It's something like that. It's it's a weird okay. weird first name. And why I don't have this up on my iPad, I don't know. Well, I had other things open here. But yeah, <laughs> L.R. Coltrane. E-L-L-A-R Coltrane. I thought he was fabulous. He was. He really was. And um, then, of course, with some of it filmed in Houston, that that kind of always distracts me. Anything filmed there or here in Pittsburgh, you know, I start noticing the mm-hmm. recognition places and yeah, one of them is like that's Harmon Park that's you know right down the street <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's right you walk around there I do yeah. I do and there was that that one where they were running down the hill at, at yeah. Miller Theater yeah that was cool anyway <laughs> and um the girl who plays Sam um is Linkletter's daughter yes Mm-hmm. And she was great. She was, yeah. Just yeah, everyone was was really good, and um, and it didn't feel like there were very clear messages that came through, but they didn't feel like hitting you over the head with a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Didn't mm-hmm. feel didactic. I mean, there were definitely moments where, and I I won't say specifically what because this would be spoilery, but um, this one particular moment was something that the mom said that just, ugh, I was talking about that afterwards. Oh my God, really bad parenting moment. Um, (laughs) But that, that was just interesting too, being able to watch like that. And mm, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's always, it's easy to judge people's parenting, which is not a good thing. You know, we're Mm -hmm. just very quick to judge parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I didn't feel like that's what I was doing, but there's just this one moment that was, oh my God. And then of course made me start thinking about, so what have I done? That's the equivalent of that. So now shut up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's another one I would, you know, recommend it to everybody. Go see it. Do you recognize, um, blanking on his name but the boyfriend from the descendants he no. was one of those uh senior boys in the um party in the house scene oh okay yeah i, I thought i recognized um, it's not pop. 
Yeah. Say, I thought I recognized Ethan Hawke's new wife, but she was somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell anything from this. Um, all right, let's look up Descendants. Because now that I said that, I want to get his name. La la la. Sid. Nick Krause. That's the actor's name. He played Sid, the boyfriend, in The Descendants. And so he is one of the seniors in um, in the house when they were having the party. Okay. And and um, Mason was not a senior yet. He was, you know, like a freshman or whatever. Okay. Anyway, so it was just, it was funny to, to see him there because that part would have been filmed before The Descendants came out. Oh. Probably. Right. right. Yeah. So The Descendants came out in 2011. Uh, Maybe similar time, but I think right before. So, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just cool to to realize how long they've been working on this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to see Ethan Hawke, it's like, wow, old movie. But no, it's (laughs) just him in 2002. Right, yeah. Yeah. Felt like a totally different guy. And, yeah, I really really like that, you know, it's like, no, nah, no makeup. That's just how they really aged over the years. I'm like that's yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that pretty awesome. cool. So, what else have you seen recently? Uh, those are the only movies that I've seen in the last week. Okay, so that's so it was it. a big movie week or <laughs> weekend for me mm-hmm. since we saw Guardians of the Galaxy on Thursday evening. Um, when it first came out. Oh, okay. The premiere night. Yeah. Yeah. And just very last minute, but we managed to get tickets. Cool. And then my husband and I um, made yesterday a, a double feature, actually at two different movie theaters, though. Boyhood. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the, the theater where we saw Boyhood, that was the only thing showing there. Oh, okay. And um, our son was at an amusement park with some friends and, and parents, but still, so... Uh, we wanted to see Lucy because we both like Luc Besson. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were leaving the theater, there was a mom with three daughters and they're teens and tweens. So mm-hmm. they were old enough to go see it. But we overheard them contemplating seeing Lucy. And I've, I don't think I've ever done this before, but I leaned over or you know, stopped right outside the theater. And I said, we just saw it. Don't go see it. I was, we were both so disappointed in it and we successfully stopped them from seeing it too. Okay. Do you know what they saw instead? They didn't see anything. And and that's how I know we were successful because we were getting in our car and then we saw them walking away like a block and a half away. And part of me felt bad because we stopped them from going to a movie (laughs) at all. We told them, go see Guardians of the Galaxy. They hadn't seen it yet. Uh Uh-huh. And they had been thinking about it, but maybe the timing was off or something. But, oh, okay. you know, then I didn't feel bad because I thought not seeing any movie at all was actually better for them than going to see Lucy. And I hate mm-hmm. to say that, but it just felt like a complete mess and kind of pointless. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But, hey, yeah. you're not the only person I've heard say that. So uh. Yeah. <laughs> It, it had a low score on IMDb, mm-hmm. and I actually, even though I think it was originally on my list of, you know, I want to see this in the theaters this summer, 
Um, yeah. yeah, it was. Once I saw the the reviews starting to come in, then I said, no, I can I can wait for on demand or cable. And um, but again, it, we had time and we hadn't seen any movies in a while, especially not together. So, mm-hmm. um, and we like Luc Besson, but oh well. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. I mean, for me, part of the whole problem started with humans use only 10% of their brains. Mm-hmm. And that is just not true. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was the whole premise of the movie. Okay, not right. the whole premise, but major premise One of the, the movie. One of the big ones, yeah. Yep. Yep, it all rested on that. Okay. And, um, yeah. And how something happens to Lucy so that she ends up using much, much more of her brain. Mm-hmm. Well, so last week, uh, I heard the news that a a friend of mine, Peter, had passed away. He had, uh, he suddenly had a major heart attack and died. He lived in Albuquerque and was our our correspondent in Albuquerque when we were doing the Breaking Bad uh, podcast, Breaking Geek. And so thank you for... uh, your Peter, if you're listening, right? <laughs> Thank you for your <laughs> help with this uh, with this podcast. And uh, I guess, yeah, I knew Peter for about ten years. He was a classmate and a friend, and I'll miss him. And I'm gonna play a little song here for for Peter. And yes, people in our study group will will understand, and everybody else just enjoy the song. Had to see you one last time There's something on my mind How do I say what it needs to be said The words are hard to find How about, bitch, give me my money I'm about to take it out your ass We're going to get spoilery now about Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll start with that, and then we'll talk spoilers for Boyhood. Okay. So, this is your last chance. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Did I mention, I, I didn't mention this before, that I love Groot. <gasps> Me too. He's so sweet. Yeah. And his um, his final sentence at the end there, mm-hmm. that was sweet. And you know he, um, Vin Diesel, also played the Iron Giant. Yes, yes. Ended very similarly. Do you remember? Did you see it? I did. I don't. So now I'll be giving away a spoiler to that. 
Okay. Just saying that. So <laughs> both of these end, you know, with him dying and uh, but being a, but by choice, you know, like sacrificing himself for uh, so others can live. Mm-hmm. And um at, at Iron Giant, he compares himself to Superman, which is just so sweet. And then I loved in this, you know, we are Groot. Yes. So that, that was my I think I think it got dusty in the theater when that happened. Oh yeah, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, yep. Oh, and I loved uh, Glenn Close. Oh yeah. I didn't yeah. know she was going to be in the movie, so I didn't That's either. Cool to see her. Yeah, and John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see him too. Yes, with his red family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, yeah. okay, you were going to say something before about, um, I think about Drac, um, and that you would, yeah, the situation that yes. his wife and daughter had been killed yes. by Ronan and Kratos, his wife and child, I don't remember, I, I thought it was a girl too, maybe, or maybe it's children, his wife and, and, and kid or kids were dead. But the difference they oh, and both want revenge. I mean, that's what the entire yes. premise of God of War is. Okay. Wanting revenge. But the big difference is that Ronan killed Drax's family. Um, Kratos killed his, but not on purpose. He wants oh. revenge because um, Ares, the God of War, um, tricked him into killing them so he didn't know what he was doing i see okay yeah so still revenge dead family but you know the difference mm-hmm. is who killed her. and you know the bald and the red on the body and all that mm-hmm. so <laughs> and an- another one of my favorite characters was uh, the collector oh yeah by benicio del toro he's one of my favorite actors i love him but he he was kind of like that time when he was a Bond villain, it, he seemed like the same character from from that. Mm, interesting. So, uh, but I, don't I liked I it anyway. That. Yeah. Well, and so he was at the end of, um, was it Thor: The Dark World? I think, where he was at the very end, or maybe it was in the credits or something. Or or the end of the Avengers, Sam. I'm forgetting, but I thought it was the. You know, I haven't seen that one. Okay, <laughs> well, that's why he, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, well, he makes a brief appearance. Okay, and um, so I'm looking forward to when he plays a a big role in one of these Marvel films. And I don't know that he will for sure. I don't read any of the comics, so I have no idea like what to expect and and all uh-huh. of that. Uh-huh. But it just seems like. Right. Since they Since are he's the collector. Featuring. Yeah. That one of these days he should have a major role in one exactly. of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil the very ending if you guys haven't seen you know, you didn't stay, but I think everyone here probably everyone listening probably stayed to the end of the credits, right? You know better. I think that they do. And if and if they don't, it's kinda too late now, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have to wait or go back go back and if they're seeing another movie then sneak into Guardians of the Galaxy at the end there you go watch it there you go watch the final scene so (laughs) anyway so yeah that was the the return of another of my uh, another character I hadn't seen in a long time 
another one I enjoyed. So. Yeah, yeah, that was cute. Not the dog. It was very, no, not the dog, but but I did love that. <laughs> yes. I did love the dog. Yeah. And, um, and Chris Pratt was great. I, I don't know, you know, I, I've seen one, maybe two episodes of Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. I don't remember him in Her or in Moneyball. Even though I've seen both of those, okay. Um, no, well, I don't know. I just don't remember who he played. Oh, that's right. Of course, he was Emmett in the Lego Movie. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, I don't. Oh, and I also saw. I'm looking at his thing on IMDb. Um, I did see Zero Dark Thirty, but I don't know which one he was there. So, in other words, he's never jumped out at me before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he was fabulous and, and was totally adept at at carrying the parts of the movie that he carried yeah and the music i i just wanted to sing along every time he played the tape you know <laughs> yeah that was great i yes. i did want until we found out who had made the mixtape mm-hmm. i did think it was a little bit weird that at his age in the 80s he wouldn't have had oh, 80s yeah. music on there well, i mean i certainly included older things in my mixtapes yeah but but not exclusively. So then when we found out later it was from his mom, yeah. then that made perfect sense. Yeah, see, I didn't think it was strange because, yeah, I would have made a mixtape like that at his age, so okay. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah. I liked the um, his calling his ship the Milano, which mm-hmm. I, I thought was referring to the cookie because I used to love Milano cookies, you yeah. know, Pepperidge Farms. Yeah. So did you read what it's really after? Was it Alyssa Milano? Yes, because who's the boss? Yeah. had come out a year or two before that. And um, so, yeah, <laughs> Alyssa Milano was his TV heartthrob. Yes. Aw. Yep. <laughs> that was great. And, yeah, the, oh, my God, Kevin Bacon, all of those oh my gosh, little yes. references. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to see this again. Yeah. Yeah, because then it's like once you know what, has, what, what is going to happen, then it's easier for me to focus on all of those little details. Right, right. So, and it's been a while since I've been to a movie at the theater and wanted to go right back to see it again. Mm-hmm. I did see Gravity twice. Very okay. close together. Not that close, but um, I don't remember, a week or two apart or something. You know, once with a uh, daughter and then, then later with my husband. Okay. Um, and this time it's like, you know, I, I wish I had time over the next few days, yeah, to go to a matinee mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. That's soon, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, okay, how about boyhood? Some spoilers there. What was what was your bad parenting moment that you were wow, thinking the, about there? The very last thing that the mom said the day he's oh, about okay. to drive he's away. Yeah. Yeah. And so she starts crying, that's fine. But then it's all about her. Worst day of her life. Blah blah blah. And it kind of made me feel good that I held my tears in a few weeks ago when my oldest daughter drove away to go back to college. I mean, she went early, but because um, she doesn't live here anymore. She lives down there. Yeah. And I, you know, I held it in until the moment that they pulled away and 
then it all came out and my daughter and stepdaughter look at me and then I walk past and there's my son I'm like, are you crying? Why are you crying? And, you know, but I held it in. And then when my, uh, the oldest daughter had left something, oh, her iPad. We walked oh, into gosh. the kitchen and there's her iPad mini. So we had to call her and she came back to get it. And then I saw my other daughter tell her, you drove away and mom started crying. But, oh, <laughs> But I certainly wasn't saying this is the worst day of my life. Oh, my God. I don't know. And she's a psychology professor or teacher, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd think she might be prepared for this and know yeah. what to expect. <laughs> yeah, a little but, bit. Or, yeah, just could have something prepared. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And I thought it was um, really interesting and sad that the kids really just seemed to go along with whatever was happening to them. And, I mean, they never seemed happy about it, of course. Right. But the way that they, you know, whatever acting out they did was so minimal. You know, it was, you know, so drinking and smoking pot with friends, but not talking back to their mom, not yelling at her on the whole. You know, I think there was mm-hmm. that one scene. But yeah. it, it really felt like they felt that they couldn't express their anger or sadness or whatever. And so they just kept it in and looked forward to leaving, yeah. which made sense, but it, it just also made me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, just really beautifully done, wasn't it? It really was. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. And this is another one I want to see again pretty soon. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was um, interested in, I mean, just I, I think the, from a filmmaking aspect, it would be both fun and difficult and, and like editing. You know, I wonder how much stuff right. they shot that they didn't put in. Well, and, and I heard that he, he edited as he went along. So oh. you know, they'd, they'd film the scenes for that year and then he'd edit them and that was cool. it. So. Okay, I had not read that. Yeah. And and did he supposedly not go back to them at all? That I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, that would still help to do a preliminary edit each year. Of course, yes. Yes. Uh, wow. So, um, well, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'd read, uh, I, Ethan Hawke said something to uh, L.R. Uh, Coltrane, the kid, uh, about he was glad that he didn't turn into a dick <laughs> all, for all <laughs> yeah. those years of filming together. Right, and, right. Yeah. And that the actor's parents in real life ended up getting a divorce over the course of those 12 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Art imitating life, imitating yeah. art. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, w- I wonder what happened to the, the first two um, step siblings. Oh know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that I I agreed. That was really agreed with like uh, Sam and Mason. Um, right. Wondering, you know, will they ever see them again? And mm-hmm. all that that was really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the yeah. So in the context of the movie, we won't we won't know whatever happened to them. Yeah. Well, I see that um, Lorelai Linkletter, who played the sister, she has only. Th- Okay, four things total in her credits on IMDb. 
-hmm. one of which is a short, then Boyhood, another was something else from 2001, and then something that's in post-production. Okay, so we'll see her again soon. Yeah. I wonder if she actually wants to keep acting or... Um, it, I, it's just interesting, yeah. That mm-hmm. so she was in this, which obviously took all these years, but yeah, um, yeah. Has really done much else. And so she was born in San Miguel de Allende, in Guanajuato, Mexico. Oh, okay. I I lived for about six months um, close by to there in Querétaro. It's San Miguel is um, a cute but touristy town. There are actually lots of American expats who live there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Interessante. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and her next movie coming out is called Occupy, Texas. Okay. <laughs> oh, and another 12 years thing after 12 years away from home. Oh, gosh. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, so, okay, speaking of Occupy and all of that, so what about the, the politics in the movie? They were, uh, oh my, they gosh, were young nice. Obama supporters in in a hostile land of Texas. <laughs> and, and that guy telling, "Do I look like a Barack Hussein Obama supporter right? to With you?" With the Confederate flag behind him. Oh, God. And I could shoot you. This is private property. Uh huh. It's like, on the sidewalk. You know, you can't really shoot them on the sidewalk. Um, Well, one would think, but that's funny. (laughs) Jeez. It is is Texas. It is Texas. Yeah. My my dad always liked quoting that, you know, the law was you can shoot first and ask questions later. Yeah. (laughs) Not my belief. (sighs) Not my politics. No, but it was apparently that, guys. <laughs> yes, it definitely is. He had an Obama signed. I was threatened. <laughs> and then they took the uh, McCain sign. That was so funny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was fun, too, seeing things like that, the Game Boy um, mm-hmm. some right. songs that had been popular and it did it, it is it just me or did it seem like they did less of that over the course of the film less of the, the music and yeah well know, yeah yeah technology like, the, the everybody's flip phones the razors yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> oh god that's what those were I, mm-hmm. I knew I recognized them was blanking on the name mm-hmm. but like at that point it seemed more in the back like incidental and early on, there was that scene that was actually focused on the Game Boy. And then Sam waking up that morning and singing the Britney Spears song, um, oh, like yeah. right into the camera. Yes. That, I did it again. That's the only time I knew yes. that. And then it, uh, they, they were playing the Wii. Oh, yeah. That time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did like all that. I mean, so it was interesting that Linkletter clearly thought, you know, and the other filmmakers involved with it clearly thought about what are some of the popular things, you know, what, what's emblematic of this year. Yeah. yeah. And put some of that in there. Oh, and he, at one point he was talking about movies that were released that summer, Tropic Thunder, Pineapple Express, and something else. Oh, I forgot about that. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really (laughs) nice little touches. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I guess I'm uh, going to have to drive out west and go to Big Bend. You know, it's beautiful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> go hiking. Or yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm. You know, I've never been there. I think I was just briefly on a driving trip with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. I was like nine. Yeah. Did a driving trip for several summers with them. And once was, quote, out west. Went as far north as Oregon. Oh, okay. Uh, like, wow. Yeah, through Wyoming and Colorado and a little bit of Utah. I mean, like, you know, sort of all those states over there. And then only barely went into California, but we didn't stop. It was like literally we drove on a highway that went through part of California. And they just didn't want to go anywhere there. It was weird. Oh. Yeah, but we did go down through Arizona and New Mexico and then back across Texas that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we did spend some time out there in that Big Bend area. So I just don't remember clearly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this this movie is definitely going to be nominated for several awards come, in, come, you know, that time of year. Yeah, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Definitely deserves it. Yeah. And Linkletter's always so good at that, having... Well, I was going to say films that are dialogue focused, and yet, oh yeah, when you think about it, I mean, this had a lot less dialogue than all of his before films, hmm. you know, before Midnight. Oh, Sun- okay, Sunset. I didn't see those. Oh, okay, um, those were just constant dialogue that was fabulous. Yeah, and yeah. at least for this, as I'm remembering from just yesterday <laughs> when I saw it. Um, we saw Lucy afterwards, so unfortunately, you know, that was the last thing that was on my mind. Well, I just saw it this afternoon, so I might be able to... <laughs> Boyhood? Okay, right. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't remember it being constant talking. I remembered some silence in it yeah, as well. Yeah, there's some silence, yeah. Uh, there, you know, there was a lot of talking, but, uh, you know, a lot kid going on an adventure yeah. <laughs> with his friends or something. So. Yeah, definitely. But then, yeah, and then, yeah, as he became a teenager, then all the talking. Less talking. <laughs> <laughs> Figuring out the meaning of life and everything. Yeah. yeah, I have to say, I didn't love the, selfishly, you know, at the beginning, he's only six, and mm-hmm. So was it then or was it like, between? I don't know, it was either like six, seven or eight. And they're looking at, was it a Victoria's Secret catalog? And Yeah, it was pretty early. It was, uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking about my eight-year-old son who, I know you never know what they're into, but he's not into that yet. Mm-hmm. That you Thanks. know of. That I know of, but I feel pretty certain about it. I mean, he has friends yeah. over here all the time and they are playing in front of us all the time and just, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think they're into that yet. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that Mason was because he was around some older boys. Right. <sighs> oh, well just, yeah, lots. I get to look forward to having a boy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is your, your, your insight of what you get to yeah. look forward to. <laughs> Oh, that that was something else. There were um, at least a couple of parts. So where they're having the 
the little party inside the house that's under construction and they yeah. start playing with that saw blade. Uh-huh. And then um when he's drive when they're driving to Austin, he and his girlfriend, and he's looking at the phone at the pig yeah. instead of keeping his eyes on the road. Exactly. I was thinking, okay, accident. Yeah. <laughs> so both of those times we were expecting the worst. And, you know, I was really glad that it didn't turn out that way for a few reasons. But it um I was wondering about what was Linkletter's message there, if he had one at all? Um, oh. And could it be that there are all of these things that happen during a boy's growing up years that we worry about and they're not always going to turn out bad? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, for people who have lost a kid while texting and driving, um, yeah. they wouldn't agree with that message. But right, right. I think both are are equally accurate so Mm -hmm. Mm I just thought that was interesting that that tension in both of those moments and Mm -hmm. then oh nothing just you know it's like yes there's bad stuff that happened but nothing end of the world yeah and there there was a lot of drinking and driving also yeah true and yeah at one point it almost turned out badly yeah it's true with uh, yeah the the first the second ex-husband I guess yeah with all four kids in the car. Yeah. So what the hell was is Linkletter's message there? Just don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know. To me, part of the message was that in spite of all of that, the kids ended up fine. So. And then, <laughs> right. And then at the very end, their, their little trip out to the, to, um, that that hiking trip and it it did not turn into 127 hours right (laughs) as far as we know as far as we know because you know the movie ended (laughs) while they were still out there yeah and only the one guy had a backpack with any supplies Mm -hmm. did they take water don't know do they have a light to find their way back to the car did they put enough gas in the car? Right. Are their phones charged so, you know, they could use... <laughs> Do they even have cell service out there? Right. Well, I, I was thinking, you know, about flashlights. I'm like, okay, some phones have, you know, the flashlight yeah. app or whatever. So they could at least use that. for. But anyway. <laughs> I have that. Overthinking things now, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Oh, well. That's what so. we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So everyone still listening should have already seen it since we just were talking spoilers. But if you were listening and haven't seen it, go see it. Right. Any spoilers for Lucy? Uh, No, because just no. (laughs) (laughs) She ends up using 100% of her brain and then breaks up into little atoms and says I am everywhere and that that was it and and there was something so I mean this is just a thing in in Luc Besson movies they do tend to have a quote strong female lead character you Mm -hmm. know trademark (laughs) I just read that somewhere a few months ago like you know strong woman lead whatever trademark um as a joke but there can be only one. (laughs) 
And it does get annoying. The only other woman in Lucy um, who was in it for any length of time was in it for only maybe 60 seconds. She had some lines. It's Lucy's roommate. And she's so out of it and unaware that she doesn't notice like blood and dirt all over. Well, the blood isn't all over her, but Lucy's Mm -hmm. dirty and she does have some blood on her. Okay. And the roommate doesn't notice. So it's like, you know, you can have only one strong woman. Okay. No more than that. And mm-hmm. then everyone else in the in the film is is a man. Um, you know, that was the same essentially in The Fifth Element, La Femme Nikita. Um, and it just, well, no. And that, that's his thing. That's his style. But it kind of gets old. I mean, there, there's more than one woman on the planet, right? You know? Right. <laughs> In fact, we make up more than more than half of the planet. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But no, I, I don't have any other spoilers or anything about Lucy because it just was really disappointing. No need to see it. Just look <laughs> up spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> she turns okay. into a computer at the end. Or not even that. She makes a computer to download everything she knows so that Morgan Freeman and his male scientist (laughs) friends can study everything that she's learned. And she puts it all on a USB drive that she formed out of her own, like, atoms. So she she becomes And I mean, that USB drive, yes, exactly. And then especially, you know, so she, (laughs) I guess so. Yes, that's been what ended up happening to, yeah, that's where she came from. Yeah. One thing in it that I, that I um, found sort of thought-provoking because it, it's already in line with what I think and believe, um, when she was using maybe only 30 or 40% of her brain, I don't remember how much it was, they, they kept updating what percentage she was yeah. at uh-huh. by writing it on screen. So she was telling Morgan Freeman over the phone that she couldn't feel pain anymore or desire. Um, she had memories. She, she could feel what the pain used to feel like, but it didn't hurt anymore, that type of thing. And so without pain or fear, sorry, no pain, no fear, no desire, she didn't feel human anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and it was sort of a throwaway line but to me, that was really interesting. It, it's a, you know, it's just a philosophical, spiritual idea um, that I agree with. It's like we're human and we need to experience those things. And so if she got to the point where she was no longer even capable of experiencing those things, then she really has transcended being human. And so then we haven't seen the movie Transcendence, the Johnny Depp one. But, no, I haven't seen that Yeah. Yeah. Sort of anticipating. I think my husband said something like, "Oh, great, she's about to turn into Johnny Depp." So. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't do well. Transcendence didn't. So, and yet, her did it all so beautifully, didn't it? I did. Yeah, yeah. And there was really a lot with um, Joaquin Phoenix and his emotional journey there, also. And that's it. So it wasn't just, you know, an action film. And so mm-hmm. it was more, you know, the emotions that we could all relate to. Yep. This did not have that. Yeah. This had a um, driving down the wrong, 
wrong way, driving the wrong way on the streets of Paris, car chase scene. Okay. <laughs> I don't really like car chase. Oh, well. But <sighs> hey, you haven't seen The Raid 2. It has an incredible car no, chase scene. No, I have scene. not. I, it, it, it's amazing. All right. So. <laughs> I'll stay open-minded then. That's right. A little bit, at least. So, until you see that, then... Uh... <laughs> Some all right, way. I won't make blanket statements about all car right. chase scenes or comedies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll see some more movies, watch some more TV, and we'll be back next week with more blood, sex, and hot vampires. Eh. Dying vampires. 